the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Everybody, another Al Gazzulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, a fantastic show for you tonight. Two craft beer guests that'll be joining me this hour. Actually, one is a craft beer guest, the other one is a chef. But some news and notes to get to as well. But first, how can you follow me? Very easy on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, that's G A T U L O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast, via email at Albert G and NYC Radio.com. And don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search. For AG Craft Beer Cast, you can find all the shows on those two platforms. Also, if you have an Alexa, very simple. Say to Alexa, Alexa, I want to hear the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. And you will be able to listen to the show through your Alexa. Now, my guest tonight on the cast, first up, Chef Z Kumbula. Chef Z is a recent graduate of the Graham Wyndham School. It's a wonderful nonprofit that helps disadvantaged youths to give them the tools that they need to succeed. And Chef Z looking to open up a taco stand in Harlem and use Gunhill Brewing's Rise Up Rye to pair with the tacos. Uh, so he's going to talk to us about his journey through the school, being a chef, and why does he want to open a taco stand in, of all places, Harlem. We will talk to him in just about 10 minutes from now. At the bottom of the hour, Dave Lopez from Gunhill Brewing is going to join us. Now, Dave created the rye beer that was used for the tacos, that Chef Z pair, uh, that Chef Z had paired up with the tacos, uh, which benefits Grand Wyndham and was created with the casts of the Broadway show Hamilton. Apparently, this beer Rise Up Rye also medaled uh, recently uh, a bronze at the Great American Beer Festival in coincidentally enough the rye category. Uh, so we will talk to him uh, in about twenty minutes from now. We'll talk to him about the beer, of course, medaling uh, at the Great American Beer Festival, uh, and why they partnered up with Chef Z as well. Uh, you know, get a little more in depth uh, of what's going on. I love this stuff of you know breweries and people. You know, bringing giving back to community. That's always important. All right, so let's get to some New Jersey beer news. We talked about this last week on the program, and lo and behold, within a week, over twenty thousand signatures to a petition. Lawmakers up in arms. Even Governor Murphy got involved. The Garden State Division of Alcohol Beverage Control backed off on limitations it recently levered on brewery licenses. Now, the ABC had decreed last month, actually last week, that smaller craft breweries must face limitation in regards to the amount of social events that could be held, among other things. Uh, The decision, of course, as I, I just said, led to public outrage by brewery owners who felt the regulation would hurt their businesses. The ABC now suspending enforcement of its ruling in order to further determine its impact and if related laws need to be updated. This is great news for New Jersey brewers, and I'll tell you why. Uh, I don't think one person should be allowed to dictate what goes on in an entire state. All right, To me, that sounds like a dictatorship. Now, I get it that there are certain things the breweries were not happy about. Some breweries, other breweries... They didn't care about the rules because they didn't – I shouldn't say they didn't care about the rules. They didn't care about the new rules being implemented because, let's face it, 
in New Jersey, it was kind of a slippery slope. Nobody really knew where the barriers were. They kind of pushed the envelope a little bit to see how much and how far that they could go. So here's the announcement from the ABC. Um, They announced uh, last Tuesday it'll suspend enforcement of the special ruling issued on September 21st. The suspension will provide the ABC with the opportunity to engage in, listen to this, further conversations with stakeholders, including craft breweries and other alcohol beverage license holders, about the impact of the special ruling. In addition, the ABC will work with state legislators to determine whether new legislation is needed to update the 2012 law that gave rise to the special ruling. Now, ABC Director David Ribble says, we want to make sure that we get this right. We are committed to supporting the state's growing craft beer industry while also balancing the concerns of other stakeholders and ensuring compliance with state law. Well, David, this is the question I have to ask you. You want to make you want to make sure that you get it right. Why didn't you invite all of the craft breweries to the table? Why is it that when a number of craft breweries were asked about it, they had no idea that there was a meeting? The point is bring everybody to the table. And if people can't be represented, fine, I get it. they got other things that are going on. But at least make the effort to contact those people and find out. I can't tell you how many of these brewers were saying, I was never contacted by the ABC. I don't know what's going on. That, to me, suggests that something underhanded was going on. Get everybody involved, get to the table, and figure it out. So... They say here, in response, the ABC engaged a variety of stakeholders on these issues. Among others, it consulted with the New Jersey Brewers Association, the Brewers Guild of New Jersey, the New Jersey Licensed Beverage Association, and the New Jersey Restaurant Association. Then they issued this special ruling. Again, for those in the Brewers Guild of New Jersey and the New Jersey Brewers Association, were you at the table for this? That's what I want to know. And I'd love it if one of them contacted me and said, yeah, we were there, and this is what they spoke about. But it sounds to me like a lot of people were not invited to this. Now... Following the announcement, ABC will confer with the same stakeholders it previously consulted and invite other parties, including those craft breweries most affected by the special ruling, to further understand their concerns and ways to address them within the confines of the existing legal framework and limitations set by the, set by the limited brewery licenses. At the same time, the ABC will share these concerns with legislators and work with them to determine whether further amendments to the state's limited brewery licensure program are needed. Here's my take. It shouldn't have happened in the first place. Pass legislation that is collectively agreed on, not one guy laying down the law, which I had mentioned at the beginning here. This guy says he wants to invite other parties, David Ribble. Shouldn't he have invited those breweries in during the process? It sounds to me like this guy was being pressured by a certain segment in New Jersey and decided to make his ruling to help those folks. Again, totally my opinion. If I'm wrong, call me out on it. Uh... In the end, the pressure put on by both the breweries, the consumers, and the lawmakers got them to put a pause on this. But it's just a pause, folks. The legislators now have to finish this. Enact laws to clean up the loose interpretation of the rules that are currently on the books. I will always be of the belief that if you make good beer, people will come to your taproom. However, I don't want to sit here and say breweries shouldn't do some things to entice folks to come in. They should, but when it overwhelms the business model in this case, brewing and selling beer, then it's a problem. If you have to get people to come to your brewery uh, because of a yoga night or a paint night, et cetera, et cetera, if that's the draw that you're having every week, a musician, a food truck, this, that, to me, you're not a brewery. You've become a de facto bar. That's how I look at it. Again, the beer should be the most important thing. If you're brewing good beer, people are going to come. Now, I get it for those in South Jersey. It's... 
you know, you're in, you're working in a limited area. Maybe there's not that many places around. And you know what? Maybe some of the restaurant owners are a little ticked off because they're not getting the business that they used to. That's what free enterprise is all about. But again, I think this has to go back to the legislators in Trenton. And at the end of the day, let's make a clear-cut ruling as to what the laws are. That's what, what should be done. Make the law and then enforce it. Not one guy saying... This is what's going to happen because it, we want it to benefit certain people. It should be tr- you be, should be trying to benefit as many people as possible. I get it. Not everybody's going to be happy about it. Somebody's going to complain. There's always somebody complaining. I mean, that's the point, okay? But um, in the end, this should be legislated. Make laws to put on the books so that everybody knows what the rules are. That, to me is the bottom line. IHOP bringing back its pumpkin-inspired pancakes uh, for the fall, but they also branched out into beer. The breakfast chain has partnered with New York brewer Keegan Ailes, uh, taking ingredients from the pumpkin uh, pancake batter, and they've added it to the beer mix. The beer is going to be called IHOPs. Um, it is, uh, it, it's available all this month. It's only uh, around for a limited time through Halloween, uh, but the only way you're going to be able to uh, taste it is to attend one of the festivals uh, in the New York area. I'm guessing Keegan Ailes will have it on tap uh, at their brewery, but that's the only way you're going to get um, this pumpkin pancake batter beer. To me, it's a gimmick. I don't know if it's that good. Most pumpkin beers aren't that good. Uh, Heavy Seas uh, is coming back with Winter Storm. It is out now. It is an Imperial ESB. Uh, It is, let's see here, it's uh, pale and darker malts. Give it a kind of a dark color, big body. It's a 7.5% ABV with a 50 IBU. So that's out now. And, um, again, kind of a, a nutty uh, malty, earthy hop type of flavor. So uh, the extra special bitter, which you don't see, you don't see a lot of breweries making ESBs. They don't, they don't sell particularly well. But uh, Heavy Seas coming out with that. It's available now. You can get it where uh, Heavy Seas beers are sold. Can't wait to try that one. And our good friends from uh, Coronado Brewing, who also own South Norte Beer, uh, have come up with a limited edition anniversary release. Uh, they are one year old, and so South Norte's anniversary uh, and and a Anniversario, I think that's it, uh, the word for anniversary in Spanish. Uh, this is their uh, first uh, anniversary, so they came up with a saison uh, that kind of pairs up with some different tacos. Uh, they have a, a Baja chef, uh, Javier Placienza, who um, has uh, created some different meals for it. Apparently, he's using a grilled octopus to pair up with this beer, so that's kind of cool. Uh, there's some uh, different spices in there, apparently cilantro as well. Uh, it is available throughout San Diego uh, all this month, and it is uh, available in a limited edition 750-milliliter bottle, so you can get that uh, where South Norte is sold in San Diego. Pretty cool there. Now, when we come back after a short break, Chef Z Kumbola is going to join me in studio uh, with these uh, great tacos that he has. And how we paired them up with Gunhill Brewing's, uh, what is it, Rise Up Rye Beer, which actually won a bronze medal at the Great American Beer Festival. And that's coming up next on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Jay Sekula is trying to figure out the Kavanaugh mess. This is a circus. The consequences will extend long past my nomination. I think Brett Kavanaugh laid it out probably what the case is. Unfortunately for the American Republic and our Republican for the people of this country, but I think he's I think he exactly hit it right. Some of these senators are saying, I'm not voting for Brett Kavanaugh. They were never voting for Brett Kavanaugh. Right. Jay Sekulow Live. Weeknights at six, right before Larry Elder at seven, on AM nine seventy, the answer. 
balance of nature's fruits and veggies in a capsule. I spent years studying how to make this the best. I didn't make this because I wanted to make a company. Other companies are starting to catch on to this, and I buy every single other product that comes out so I can look at it and see it and test it. And I fear that people will buy some counterfeit. Don't be fooled. This is the real stuff. We have absolutely the best process, and I can say that because we purchase every single one and check them out. I took everything that was on the market. Nothing ever worked. Nothing ever worked. And this is the first thing that's really worked. Nothing can compare with the benefits of Balance of Nature. For a limited time, use discount code THEANSWER, and we'll take 35% off your first preferred set of fruits and veggies and have them shipped to you free. Call 800-246-8751. That's 1-800-246-8751. Or go online to balanceofnature.com and use discount code THEANSWER. Have you ever had a legal question pertaining to elder law or estate law? During Kevin McCullough Radio, you'll hear from Mike Connors of Connors & Sullivan Attorneys at Law, answering a real listener's actual question. Simply email the question to Mike Connors at askmikeconnors at gmail.com. You can also call 718-238-6500. Make sure that you listen to Mike Connors and Ask the Lawyer Saturday mornings at 8 on AM 570, The Mission, and Saturday nights at 6 on AM 970, The Answer. If I say Mr. Italy. What comes to mind? To me and my family, Mr. Italy was, without a doubt, Mario Perillo. The Perillo family has been operating top-quality tours to Italy for over 74 years. They must be doing something right. Well, I say they're doing everything right. Carrying on the Perillo family tradition of excellence today is CEO Steve Perillo, making sure the business which carries his family name is nothing short of spectacular for each and every traveler. Consider the popular 14-day Italy North Classic Tour. Rome, Sorrento, Florence, Venice, and Milan. In one wonderful tour, you will see the heart of Italy and come home with memories that will last a lifetime. Maybe it's that special anniversary or a magical setting to renew your vows. That special person in your life deserves the best. Join Steve Perillo on a stress-free, escorted vacation where you don't lift a finger. Call for the Perillo 2019 Italy brochure at 888-PERILLO. That's 888-PERILLO, P-E-R-I-L-L-O, or 888-737-4556, or visit PerilloTours.com. For simply the best travel experience of your life, Perillo Tours. Breaking news and local news. Find it on our website, am970theanswer.com. The Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, and uh, the record company, which is actually playing here in New York in a couple of weeks, and I really want to go see them. Problem is, it's one of these general admission shows where you've got to stand for hours or whatever, So, and it's also during the week. I don't know if I'm going to get there, but I definitely want to check that band out. They are awesome, and I know my best friend has been busting my you-know-what uh, to go to that show. Now, you can follow me on Twitter at Alcatulo. Uh, via email at albertgnycradio.com, facebook.com slash agcraftbeercast, Google Play and iTunes. You just do a search for agcraftbeercast. You can download and listen to all the shows from those two platforms. By the way, we are Alexa ready too. You just say to Alexa, I want to hear the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, the answer, and bingo, you get to listen to the show. It's just that simple. Now, my next guest is in studio. He's got a great story about coming from West Africa and making it here in America by, of all things, cooking. 
And why are we talking about food during a beer show? Well, it's simple because some of the stuff that he is cooking and what he wants to do uh, up in Harlem has to do with beer as well. And here's the best part. He got his help from a great school, Graham, uh, Graham Wyndham, but also... Today is National Taco Day. We're recording this interview on a Thursday. Obviously, we're on Sunday nights, but the Thursday, the 4th of uh, October, is actually National Taco Day. So coincidentally enough, we have tacos in the studio. This is pretty awesome. And it pairs up with Gunhill Brewing's uh, bronze medal winner at the Great American Beer Festival, which they just won. It's their uh, Rise Up Rye Saison, uh, which is also uh, was created by the cast of Hamilton. They had a collaboration involved in this. And so every beer that you buy at Hamilton, you, buy, you can buy it at the theater, the Rise Up Rye. A portion of the proceeds goes to Graham Wyndham School, as well as some other things as well. Uh, so let me welcome in Chef Z Kumbula to the studio uh, here this morning. Uh, Chef Z, welcome. Uh, hello, David. Thank you for having me. Well, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm Al. I'm Al. That's all right. Dave, Dave is uh, Dave Lopez is the guy from Gun Hill Brewing. That's all right. I know it's your first interview. I don't want to. I don't want to make you too nervous here. But first, welcome to the program. Thank you for coming here in studio. You are originally from West Africa. You came to America in 2009, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yes, I was born and raised in Southern Africa. I did come to America in 2009, so I was born in Zimbabwe, and I spent some of my childhood in South Africa. And when you came here to the, to this country, were you a foster child, or did you come with your parents? Uh, so I came in here, and I lived with uh, my parents for a couple of months, and then due to like unfortunate circumstances, I ended up in foster care. And so... For for those who don't know, and we'll get into the Graham Wyndham thing in just a moment, but for those who don't know, what is the cuisine like in Africa? We have, you know, obviously we have African tacos here in the studio, but what is the cuisine like uh, in, in uh, South Africa and West Africa? Uh, so in South Africa in particular, South Africa is very much like... Uh America is some it's more of like a melting pot, so we have uh, influences from all over the world, like Portugal, India. We do a lot of curries. There's a sauce called peri peri. That's a Portuguese sauce. Mm-hmm. We are big on that in South Africa, and then of course there's traditional um, so- Southern African dishes as well. And you, so you came here to America in 2009, and you end up in foster care. How did Graham Wyndham help you? Uh, Graham Wyndham was one of the agencies that I fell under the care of. Uh, they helped me transition through high school all the way into college. And uh, once I dropped out of college, well, I was there for an accounting program. And then I realized accounting wasn't for me. Uh, I pursued a passion of mine, which was cooking and mm-hmm. a career in culinary arts. Uh, Graham Wyndham has helped me go through those schools and get materials for the schools. Let's face it, accounting's boring. It's numbers, right? I mean, you know, it's it can be lucrative, but if you don't enjoy it, I, I, I've always said to people, you have to enjoy what you do. I, I've been in radio for close to 25 years, actually a little bit longer than that. I'm, I'm kind of aging myself, but it's the only thing that I've ever wanted to do uh, as, a, as a child. And I, I'm fortunate enough to have been able to make a living out of it. And I tell my son this all the time. He's 15. And I tell my son all the time, you have to enjoy what you do, but it also has to, you know, allow you to make a living so that you can support yourself. But you found that accounting wasn't for you. You went into this, you had this passion for cooking. And so Graham Wyndham helped you to to become a chef. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. They connected me with the lovely folks at uh, Careers Through Culinary Arts Program, that's CCAP. Those folks helped me get a scholarship program into uh, New York City's uh, best culinary school, if mm-hmm. I could say. That's the Institute of Culinary Education. Sure. 
I went there thanks to CCAP, and I was connected to CCAP through Graham Windham. That's pretty awesome. Now, we're talking with Chef Z Kumbula. He is a chef. He's also looking to open up a taco truck in Harlem. We'll get to that in a second on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So let's talk about these tacos, these African tacos that you've brought up. What's so special about these tacos that are different from any other taco, especially on this National Taco Day? Um, so for starters, it's um, I make the tortillas myself from scratch, and I believe if I'm not the first person to do it in the country, I'm probably the first person to do it in New York City. I spice my own um, tortillas with different spice blends from Africa. As you're making them? Absolutely. Oh, okay. So you get flavor from the taco skin itself, the tortilla, and then the feelings as well. Pretty cool. Now, what inspired you to pair up these tacos with the rye beer? How did that all come about? Um, one, I'm African, we love alcohol, and then two, one second. Don't be ashamed to admit that. It's okay. With all the political climate in this in this country right now, it's okay. If you enjoy beer, you enjoy alcohol, that's all right. Absolutely. And then number two, I heard that there was uh, a, a craft beer that was benefiting children like myself who were in circumstances that uh, were very similar to mine, and then I figured I'm already making food and tacos do go with beers anyway. I might as well sure. make something um, to pay rise up rye. That is pretty cool. Now, you could be a chef in any restaurant that you want. I mean, you know, I'm sure that there are plenty of restaurants in New York City that would, that you could work for very easily. Why do you want to open up a taco truck in Harlem? What's the significance between uh, just opening a taco truck anywhere and opening one in Harlem? Uh, one for starters because... Uh, Harlem was the only borough within the five boroughs that I felt more connected to my people. Mm -hmm. I mean, Brooklyn is beautiful. Brooklyn is nice. That's very Caribbean, though. And then I went to Staten Island. There are a few Africans, but Staten Island is not necessarily New York. No, Well, yeah. <laughs> See, I'm a native of Staten Island. I grew up there. I live in Jersey now. But yeah, Staten Island is more of... Um, when I grew up, it was more of an Italian, yeah. uh, German influence. It's more of a... I would say an Italian, Polish to Russian influence now on Staten Island. There's a lot more of an influx of, of Russian people that live on Staten Island. So okay, I could see that. Yeah. So you found that Manhattan was the bar uh, Manhattan was the borough, and specifically Harlem, that connected you most with Africa. Absolutely, we have little Senegal in Harlem. There's also the African market, so it only made sense. Talking with Chef Z Kumbula, he is a chef. He's op looking to open up a taco truck in Harlem uh, to spread more of his uh, culinary cuisine. Uh, we're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer, Nelson Mandela, huge influence on you. How does that translate into what you prepare, cook, and serve to your guests? Um, so when I for for starters, Nelson Mandela. He always believed that um, South Africa is more of like a rainbow nation, meaning that I don't mind who you are as mm -hmm. a person. And then um, I feel like there's a lot of division within Africa where people are like, oh, this is Southern African food, this is West African food, this is um, East African food. But if I could pair all ingredients from all parts of Africa together into one lovely dish, I feel like I could unite Africa and more so unite the world. And again, food is food. Why should we like... Yeah, it shouldn't be regionalized. And food is, it's about sharing with food, right? I mean, that's the, I mean, my wife doesn't like to share, but, that, you know, listen, <laughs> that's, you know, what can you do? I, me, I'm a sharer. I like to share. And I think food, I think that's why small plates and tacos, you're hitting the nail on the head, tacos seem to be that food that everybody can kind of agree on and kind of, you know, hey, have you tried this one or you get, I mean, most food trucks, and I don't know what you're planning on doing, but 
you can get three different tacos of different, you know, whether it's beef, pork, fish, or whatever, and you can sample different things. So I think that uh, that works when you're dealing with tacos, and food is about sharing and having fun, right? Absolutely. Same thing, same thing with beer. Now, uh, African Restaurant Week is actually, it's, it, starts to, it starts on Friday the 5th, but it runs uh, basically through the 21st. Anything special that, that you have planned aside from the African tacos that you want to put together for people? Um, there's the festival happening at Mist Harlem on October 13th. It will be happening from about 11 a.m. going on to 6 p.m. I'll have a food stand there. The taco um, stand will be there. And also on the 18th, that's uh, October 18th, we'll also have another event at Mist Harlem. We'll be benefiting South Africa. So it's a Southern African-focused menu, and it will... Uh, come with a Caribbean aspect to it and also we'll have a live South African singer. And you and what's what I love is that the the school was able to help you to get you to the next level that you didn't want to give up that you know you could have just as easily well, just be an accountant and I'll cook for my wife or girlfriend or whatever and and be satisfied with that. You took your passion and and you made something of it, and that is that is what is very cool. I love that. So uh, the fact that you paired it up with the the tacos with the beer, which by the way, if you buy the beer, rise up, rye. Uh, at uh, Hamilton, at the production, a portion of the proceeds to this beer goes to Graham Wyndham. Also goes to a couple of other things as well. It's a collaboration with the cast of Hamilton, uh, Rise Up Rye from uh, Gunhill Brewing. And uh, my guest has been Chef Z Kumbula. He is a chef. He's uh, going to be opening up a, uh, a taco truck food stand uh, in Harlem. Uh, we're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, Chef Z, thanks for coming into the studio. Thanks for the tacos, uh, the beer. Uh, this has been a wonderful experience. Thanks so much. Oh, thank you for having me. And if any of you are looking at me, you could find me on Instagram. That will be zi dot from Africa. That's one word. Uh, and then also there's a link to my website under that. It's zi dot from Africa. One word. There you go. When we come back, Dave Lopez from Gunhill Brewing to talk all about Rise Up Rye and so much more. That's next on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The Answer. News, opinion, passion. This is AM nine seventy. The answer. It's fair and 73 degrees. What's going on? We have the answer. A hip-hop artist was gunned down early this morning in Woodhaven Queens Bar where he was hosting a birthday party. Noam Layton has the latest. 37-year-old Frank Schneider, better known as Hollywood Play, was shot as he stepped out of the Tavern Lounge on Jamaica Avenue about 3.15 a.m. I feel like they had to wait to the right moment to get him. I just see chairs all over the floor, and then I just see him on the floor. He started gasping and blood. It's just going everywhere. Someone in a car fired off the bullets that killed Hollywood. Police not sure if the gunfire was even meant for the rapper, who was well-known in the community as a good guy who did things like fill backpacks with back-to-school supplies for kids who had no money. Police have made no arrests. Noam Layden, NBC News Radio, New York. Thank you, Noam. Neighbors in Ozone Park, Queens, say that they're a little more worried today about a new homeless shelter being built after a mother was attacked this week by a homeless man. Police say that a 57-year-old man robbed and beat the mom in front of a 4-year-old son. The attack has neighbors questioning whether they will be safe when the new homeless shelter is up and running. We feel that a situation like this was inevitable. And of course, obviously now we have this incident that happened and the shelter's not even here yet. The attacker has been charged with robbery, assault, criminal possession of a weapon and endangering the welfare of a child. He's being held on $100,000 bail. 
In sports, Rangers lost to the Hurricanes 8-5. In the NFL, Jets beat the Broncos 34-16, but the Giants lost to the Panthers 33-31. Traffic delays inbound GWB. We're in much better shape now. All your approaches are looking good. Holland-Lincoln tunnels are a good ride. Brooklyn Bridge, Brooklyn Bound still have a little bit of volume. Weather for tonight, some clouds low 67 degrees. Cloudy skies tomorrow, high around 70. You now know what's going on. I'm Amy Salerno and AIM 970, The Answer. Are you still stuck on the healthcare roller coaster? Still paying those high premiums? And strapped into huge deductibles? Not knowing what's around the next turn? Well, then let me tell you about a sound, sensible healthcare choice that really is affordable. It's MediShare, the healthcare sharing solution people like you have been trusting in for more than 25 years. MediShare members report saving around $500 a month on their healthcare costs, and they never pay for things they don't believe in. Time to say goodbye to that healthcare roller coaster and say hello to MediShare. Call star star 734 to find out how much you can save on your healthcare. MediShare. Call star star 734. Message and data rates may apply. That's star star 734. Listen to Joe Piscopo in the morning, weekdays at 6. Mike Gallagher at 10 on AM 970. The answer. Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. That's right, September has ended. We're into October, and uh, but some important stuff happened in September, too. We'll get to that in just a second. Follow me on Twitter, at Al Gattulo, uh, via email at albertg at nycradio.com. Of course, Instagram, at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. Uh, Google Play and iTunes, of course. You just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can download and listen to all the shows from those two platforms. We're also Alexa Ready too. And just say to your Alexa, I want to hear the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. And ta-da, you get to listen to the show. It is just that simple. Uh, so my guest here uh, making his return to the show is the co-owner of a fantastic brewery located in the Bronx. We mentioned it in our last segment that Gunhill Brewing's uh, Rise Up Rye won a bronze medal a few weeks back at the Great American Beer Festival in the, of course, rye category. Gunhillbrewing.com is the website for more information. Let me welcome back to the Craft Beer Cast, Dave Lopez. Uh, Dave, how are you? I'm good, Cal. How are you? I'm doing excellent. First off, congratulations on your bronze medal at the Great American Beer Festival for Rise Up Rye. What is the feeling amongst you all at the brewery to be recognized for this medal? You know, it's uh, it's very, very fitting uh, we were very excited. We were actually kind of shocked we, when we when we heard our names announced during the awards. We we almost didn't even it didn't register at first, um, but we were. It's very fitting because this was the first beer, the first new beer that our current um, brewer Chris Prout actually brewed for us. So that was we felt it was very fitting that he got recognized for that from a beer that he you know he's kind of improved upon over the last two and a half years. So that that's one thing. And then obviously this is just a beer that that has so much already going for it, being that it was done 
with the cast of Hamilton for charity originally, then started getting, uh, got recognition as being sold in Madison Square Garden, City Field. So it's just one other thing, one other feather in the, in the proverbial cap for this beer. That is, that's very cool. And we're going to get to that in a second. But what's extra special about this rye, uh, about this beer is the fact that the rye malt was grown right in New York. Now, for those who aren't familiar with rye beers, because, you know, obviously the, the trend these days is everybody's trying the latest juicy IPA or, you know, whatever, whatever the Goza, the Sour, et cetera, et cetera. What is a rye beer? Well, so this in particular, it's what we did, and the, the name is, kind of, is a slightly misleading in the sense that it's not per se a full-on rye beer it's it's really it's a, it's a we call it an american saison but what we did what we wanted to do and the reason why there's ryan there is that when we were coming up with this beer when we were talking with the cast of hamilton and we were just brainstorming the idea was to come up with something that was going to have some sort of tie-in or homage if you will to the um, the new york agricultural scene from back during the the time period that the show takes place in. Mm-hmm. And back then, rye was a major staple of the, of the agricultural economy. So we wanted to throw rye in there. Now, generally speaking, when you have rye, and what rye does to a lot of beers, it does add a little bit of a spice note to it. Um, we have a, there is, there is rye in here. It is not the, the main malt ingredient or the main, the main uh, base that we're using, but we added to give it a little bit of a spice character. We add, it plays off of the hops really nicely. So the hops that we use, they also, the New Zealand hops that we're using in this beer, they kind of contribute to that a little bit as well. Um, and then we just thought that calling it Rise Up Rye, I mean, obviously Rise Up, if anybody has seen the show, they know that that's a main um, phrase in, in the show itself. But we thought it just sort of sounded nice and, and it was fitting to, to tie it all in together and make sure to sort of add in the New York um, homage as well. We're talking with Dave Lopez from Gunhill Brewing, located in the Bronx. Of course, their Rise Up Rye, as we're talking about, won the bronze in the rye category at the Great American Beer Festival a few weeks back on the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So how did this all come about, this collaboration between you guys and the cast of Hamilton? So there's a group called the Happy Hour Guys. It's uh, two Broadway actors that are also just craft craft beverage fanatics, and they have a, a web series called happy hour guys and they had this idea i think it stemmed from the fact that uh game of thrones and hbo were doing a series with oma gang right and they had this said well why hasn't anybody ever put together new york or put together craft breweries and broadway shows because they're both in the craft they're both very crafty and Broadway actors love to drink, so why not put these two together as a logical idea? They then said, well, what if we put together this whole series where we were going to pair up a show with a brewery to brew a one-off beer for a charity of their choice? And when they came up with this idea, someone said, oh, wouldn't it be neat if Gunhill and Hamilton were the first pair because Gunhill already makes this beer? We were, at the time, making a beer that was named after... Um, one of the characters in the show's family. It was called Skyler's American Wheat. And um, Eliza Skyler ended up becoming Alexander Hamilton's wife. So someone said, oh, that would be, that, that would be a logical pairing, Gunhill Revolutionary War-themed brewery with Hamilton. So they reached out to us. They said to me, 
if we can get the show on board, would you be interested? And I was like, what are you kidding me? Of course. <laughs> so they, the show, this was before this all started before the show completely blew up. And so they were very much looking for um, any and all ways to branch out. So they were really receptive to it. Um, and so then we started over the course of a, probably a four or five month period, periodically meeting with the cast to brainstorm, think about what they wanted, what was important to them, what they thought, rep- how, it, how we could make something that would represent who they were, what they stood for, what the show stood for. And then it was also us coming up with something that we thought would play to both the, the, the beer community and also the, the Broadway community. Because mm-hmm. the original intention was this was going to be brewed one time and brewed for a charity event. And that was it. Right. Um, and obviously it's sort of spiraled from there. Right. And so, and the other thing that I love about the fact that this beer, and you mentioned it, is that when you buy it at the performance or you buy it at Madison Square Garden or at City Field, obviously not at City Field now since the Mets season is over, but where you, when you purchase this beer, a portion of the proceeds goes to help Graham Wyndham, uh, the school, uh, you know, an organization that helps disadvantaged youth. That's really cool. So I love the fact that it's helping the Broadway community, but you're also helping uh, other people as well when you're buying this beer. That is an awesome thing. It must make you feel, you guys feel great too. Yeah, I mean, that, I think the probably the best thing that has come out of this whole collaboration is our ongoing relationship with Grand Wyndham. Um, you know, they've they've been great to us. We've tried to do everything we can to to help them out in in many ways. And obviously, you know, the, the margins on on beer aren't fantastic, but anytime we can we can do something, we want to do it. And it's just it's just a great cause and a great organization that we've done other things aside from this particular beer to try and and get involved with them. So it's one of those things that it is always very, very gratifying to be able to give back, particularly when there's such good people involved. You know, and I, lo- I also love the fact, and we're talking with Dave Lopez from Gun Hill Brewery, uh, located in the Bronx. Of course, we're talking about their Rise Up Rye, which won bronze in the rye category at the Great American Beer Festival a few weeks back here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, and I love the fact we had uh, in our last segment, we have had Chef Z Kumbala, who, who cre- came up with the African tacos, these West African tacos to pair up with the rye, which I think is awesome. But also, Oktoberfest is here. You've, you guys got a bunch of things going on, but I want to peel back the curtain a little bit towards the winter. What's what's upcoming from Gunhill Brewing? Because I don't want to just focus on the Rise Up Rye. I mean, it's it's a great thing, and I'm I'm looking forward to trying the beer. But what other things do you guys have coming up in the in the coming months as winter is rolling around? From from a from a beer from a beer standpoint, standpoint yeah. or, sure. So we we have. Um, as we're getting into the winter, we're, we're doing a lot with one of our, actually the, the the last beer that we made to win an award at Great American Beer Festival, our Void of Light, which is an, uh, a farm style stout. What, that's one thing that every winter we always put, do, we release a barrel aged version of it, mm-hmm. um, it that it's aged for about a year in bourbon barrels. So we're going to be releasing that over the winter. Uh, last winter we brewed a barley wine that we've been aging in three different kinds of barrels. We've been aging it in rum barrels, and then we've been aging it in two different kinds of uh, mini fooders, which we've added um, cherries to one, and we've added a couple of different yeast strains to the other to give it a little bit more of a a funky flavor. Mm -hmm. So we're going to be releasing all three of those this winter um, on draft and in in bottles. Um, 
very, very limited quantities. Right. And then we're just continuing on. We're, we're going to be doing a bunch of different um, uh, we're going to be doing another kind of type of stout. We're going to be doing an imperial stout. Uh, we're going to, we're calling it an imperial pastry stout. So we're going to be throwing in, a, mixing up a couple of different versions of that. Um, and then I'm sure just because we have to, we're going to be doing a bunch of different kinds of IPAs. Nice. That is nice. And then, of course, right around the corner, well, I shouldn't say right around the corner, but in a couple of months, uh, New York City uh, Beer Week will be kicking off in February, and you guys will be uh, a part of that, and that's going to be a lot of fun as well. Uh, my guest has been Dave Lopez from Gunhill Brewing, uh, located in the Bronx. Of course, the Rise Up Riot won the bronze in the Rye category at the Great American Beer Festival a few weeks back. Congratulations on the award, to Dave, to you and to Chris and to all your employees there, and thanks so much for joining me tonight on the uh, Craft Beer Cast. Very much appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Al. I'll talk to you soon. You got it. When we come back, suds and duds and some news from Lagunitas as well. That's next on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Hey, it's another AM 970 Business Networking Breakfast. It's happening on Thursday, October 11th at the Wanakew Academic Center at Passaic County Community College, right off 287. Join us for an amazing breakfast and learn how to build great business relationships during our panel discussion with Steve Adubato, featuring Mitchell Modell of Modell Sporting Goods and Joan Herman, host of Conversations with Joan. And of course, Joe Piscopo, Frank Morano, Debbie Duhame, and myself will be broadcasting live 6 to 10 a.m. at the breakfast. Register for your free tickets to the Salem Business Breakfast on October 11th at AM 970 The Answer. Hi, it's Ehud for PatriotMobile.com. Did you know you can vote with your dollars by switching to Patriot Mobile? It's the nation's only conservative cell phone service. Patriot Mobile provides nationwide reliable service with unlimited talk and text, less money, no hidden fees, and Patriot Mobile automatically donates a portion of your bill to the conservative causes you are voting to protect. Keep your number, bring your own device, or select a new one. For a limited time, get select Android and iPhones starting at only $4 a month. I just picked up a second phone with... With Patriot Mobile. It was easy to get. Their U.S.-based member services team provided excellent service, and I love knowing that my cell phone company supports conservative causes I believe in, like the Heritage Foundation. Stop supporting big mobile and liberal causes. Switch today. Go to PatriotMobile.com forward slash Hugh or call 1-800-A-PATRIOT. That's 1-800-272-8746. Again, PatriotMobile.com forward slash Hugh or 1-800-A-PATRIOT. That's 1-800-272-8746. Hi, Kevin. Kevin McCullough, are you struggling with what you see in the mirror? Stubborn belly fat, unwanted weight, dieting, starving yourself. Despite all your efforts, you're still unhappy with what you actually see. My longtime friend, Dr. Melinda Keller, has a weight loss program for you where you can be guaranteed to lose 20 to 40 plus pounds in just 40 days. No drugs, no shots, no hormones, no surgery. It's all natural and doctor supervised. Call my friend, Dr. Keller, at the Brooklyn Wellness Center today, 718-234-6212. It's Dennis Prager at 1. Michael Medved at 3, weekdays on AM 970. The answer. Segment of the Al Gatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer you can follow me on Twitter at Al Gatulo, Instagram at Gatulo. That's G A T U L O. Facebook.com slash A G Craft Beer Cast. Uh, via email Albert G at NYCRadio.com. Don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for A G Craft Beer Cast. You can download and listen to the show on those two platforms as well. We're also Alexa ready on Amazon. 
Just say to Alexa, Alexa, I want to hear the Al Gattulo Craft Beer cast on AM 970, The Answer. And voila, there it is. You get to listen uh, to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer cast. Now, our final segment of the program, of course, as always, is Suds and Duds. And that's where I tell you about some of the beers that I've had over the past couple of weeks. Uh, and I let you know whether I liked them. It would be a Suds. Or whether I didn't like them, it would be a Dud. Now, on next week's program, I'm going to get to a bunch of Oktoberfest beers uh, that I had this past week. Uh, over at Paragon Tap and Table, uh, Brian Quinn from uh, uh, Peerless Beverage. Thank you for the invite and come out. I, I've been I had stopped drinking for a little bit uh, just to kind of lose a couple of pounds and kind of just reset the palate a little bit. Um, so it was nice to get the invite the other night from uh, Brian. They were doing an Oktoberfest event over at Paragon Tap and Table. A lot of good stuff there, and we'll get to that on next week's program since, you know, let's face it, it's still October. But there's a bunch of other beers as well uh, that I want to get to. But one little news note that I want to jump on, and then we'll get into it in next week's program. Lagunitas earlier this week uh, laid off a number of employees. Again, we're seeing signs of a slowing down of the craft beer business, over 6,000 in the United States. And we're seeing some of these bigger breweries, especially Lagunitas, it was bought out, or uh, a stake of it was bought out by Heineken, I believe. I'm not mistaken, it's solely owned by Heineken now. Um, But Lagunitas uh, laid off 100 of its employees, most of it at its facility in California. But again, that's a trickle-down effect. So you have to watch out there um, as to what's going on and what's happening in the the beer world. To me, a lot of these mid-level breweries, it's having an issue, especially one like Lagunitas, who's owned by a big beer company, and they're laying off people. Maybe it's just attrition. Too many duplicate jobs, I don't know, but it is definitely something that bears watching. But let's get into suds and duds here on the final segment here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Uh, Five Boroughs Brewing, as I've talked about over the last couple of months, they are just knocking it out of the park with a lot of their stuff. Their Tiny Juicy IPA, uh, a uh, double dry hopped session ale, little juicy, dry, really nice. That dryness on the back end is exactly what you want uh, from a, a session ale, and this is really, really good. Again, Five Burrows is kind of knocking it out of the park. Pick that up over at a great little place on Staten Island called Beverage Island. And if you're on Staten Island and you're looking for great craft beer, that's the place you want to go to on the North Shore, uh, a couple miles down the road from the ferry. If you go along Richmond Terrace, you'll run into it. It's uh, it's a great little place. They do have a parking lot, so you don't have to worry about parking on the street. Uh, and they do... Um, they do a lot of tastings on the weekends and stuff, but he's got an enormous selection of craft beer. Definitely want to check it out. And don't forget, go in the refrigerator in the back. Um, it looks like you're going to get lost in there and locked in, but trust me, that's where you want to go to get some of the good stuff. Uh, moving on, the, the folks from uh, collect, the Collective Project from Collective Arts Brewing, uh, this is the Guava Goza uh, from Collective Arts Brewing. We had them on a couple weeks ago, uh, direct from Canada. They are now available in New York. And uh, at first sip, I didn't know if I was going to like this one. But it gets better as you drink it. Uh, Guava heavy, little salty, nice little sour flavor to it. Really enjoying the sours lately. And to be honest with you, I like a good Goza. Um, It's a nice, refreshing beer, especially the weather has been warm here uh, in the Northeast uh, in this month of October. And I know it's the time for those October beers. But um, honestly, the Guava Goza... Really good beer uh, from Collective Arts Brewing. And then I moved on to their IPA number six uh, from Collective Arts. A lot of peach. It's not super juicy. Good bite to it. Um, It looks like it's a juicy IPA, but the reality is is that it's not. And it's funny because Brian uh, from Peerless and I were discussing this uh, the other night about juicy IPAs. Again, that is not the standard of an IPA. I want that bitterness in it. Uh, I think that's... 
Listen, IPAs are an incredibly popular beer, and I understand that brewers are trying to make different versions of IPAs to kind of attract a wide audience. And I like a good, juicy IPA. Uh, but in the end, I still want my bitter bite. I want that bitter, I want that, that, that hop forward, you know, on, when you smell it. And then I want that bitterness on the back end that kind of gives you that, mm, that you want to have some spicy chili or something. That's what I want. Uh, moving on here on the Suds and Duds segment on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. A single fin from Kane, one of my favorites. Light, spicy, tasty, uh, really good. Uh, Kane is doing some great stuff uh, with their beers and I don't think I've had a bad cane beer in a very, very long time. This is an interesting one. Uh, Fruly by, uh, I think it's Hugie Brewery. Um, this is really good. This is uh, one of the bartenders at Paragon Tap and Table, Dom. This is one of his favorites. And I understand why. My wife likes this beer. Um, I enjoy this. This is this is one of those ones where I can't, you can't have it all the time because it is really, really sweet. It's not too sweet, but it's really sweet. Um Tons of strawberry flavor. It is a nice, just after dinner beer. This is not a beer you have with your meal. This is a beer that you have after dinner. If you're not looking to have dessert and you want something a little bit sweet but not super sweet, you can't drink this on the regular. You try to drink this on the regular. You, I mean, honestly, you probably end up with a with a sugar problem because it is really it, it's it's not cloyingly sweet. It's just it's it's sweet. It's it's good. And if you like strawberry, you'll love this beer. Fruly uh, from Hugie Brewery, H-U-Y-G-H-E is the spelling uh, of the brewery. Then I had from uh, Flying Dog a Neon Freedom Meyer Lemon Goza. Tart, little salt, sour. Uh, love the lemon. It's a refreshing beer. Uh, it's almost, to me, like a palate cleanser, to be honest with you. It's one of those ones where you kind of, all right, I'll have this as a kind of one-off and, uh, and see how it goes. That is a really delicious beer, though, uh, from Flying Dog Brewery. So uh, good stuff from those folks uh, from Flying Dog. Uh, then I was at the Barcade event um, back in early September. John Hall uh, with his book uh, that had come out, uh, Think Beer, Drink Beer, uh, or Drink Beer, Think Beer. I always get the title wrong. I'm sorry, John. My apologies. Because um, if I don't have it written down in front of me, I usually forget. My brain is fried for the, <laughs> for the most part. So... Um, uh, John had this event uh, for the book signing. They had a kind of a live taping of Steal This Beer. Great podcast if you want to check it out. It's uh, John Hall and uh, Augie Carton. Um, Augie dominates a lot of the conversation in a good way. Um, Augie has his his lovers and his haters. I, I'm not a hater of Augie. I think Augie does great stuff with his beer. I think Augie, Augie is very opinionated, uh, and you may disagree with his opinion, and that's fine. That's that's a whole. That's the point of an opinion. It's not. It's not fact. It's an opinion. You can agree or disagree depending on how it goes. But my point is, is that um, sometimes Augie polarizes the beer community, and people get pissed off at him. You know what? I don't. I think he's. I, I think a lot of times he's spot on. Um, he doesn't brew to trends. He brews what he wants to brew. Now that he's got a bigger facility, he can do even more stuff, which he's excited about. Um, I think that's kind of cool. I think he should be his own person. I think everybody should be their own person when it comes to brewing. Um, but I get it. When you're a startup, you've got to make money. So you've got to put out what the people want in order to get those sales. You know, his boat beer, his session ale in, in Carton, is his biggest seller. And why? Because it's a, an approachable, really good beer. He's not going to just jump off and do the juicy IPA 15 times over because that's what everybody wants. He brews what he wants, and he's got a right to do that. So uh, in in honor of that, when I was there, uh, they had at Barcade in uh, Jersey City, they had Eden, 
uh, on tap. Very easy drinking, floral, real nice. Uh, enjoyed that very much. Um, and then I moved on to the Inside Our DNA. Uh, this was their anniversary beer that they put out, I think, for their six-year anniversary. Lots of old. I thought there was malt in there, but according to uh, Augie, he says no oats, some corn, but maybe I got thrown off by the flavor there. It was different, tasty, not very bitter, um, just a different uh, type of IPA, uh, especially with the oat in it. Again, I thought there was malt in there, but Augie corrected me. He said there was corn in there, so uh, that's a really nice one. And then finally, I finished off with the – they had on tap a 2013 Woot Stout – uh, from Stone. I mean, you're talking about a beer that's been aged now for, what, five years? That's definitely something I had to try. And it aged fantastically. Nutty, big-time flavor, uh, not su- uh, not overwhelmingly boozy to me, but really, really good. And I'm glad one glass, that was enough for me, uh, spaced out over a number of hours. So it, it, it worked out for me, so I was able to you know, sober up. And uh, and be able to drive home again, drink responsibly, folks. That's the most important thing. But it was cool to see how Steal This Beer uh, does their podcast, how they do their setup. Uh, they had Mitch Thiel uh, from New Rome uh, Brewing. New, is it New Rome? I hope I got it right. New Rome. Uh, and Mitch was the former uh, brewmaster over at Stone. We're going to get Mitch on the program uh, at some point here uh, before the end of the year. What a great guest and a lot of fun. And for those who don't know with Steal This Beer, uh, they, they talk about beer while they're drinking beer, and then uh, the guest brings two beers, not of their own, and uh, they try to guess what the flavors are in the beer. It's not so much picking out the name of the beer as much as the flavors inside the glass that they can't see what's in the beer, and they're kind of blind tasting it. So pretty cool thing. But, folks, we are out of time. Now, my thanks to Dave Lopez from Gun Hill Brewing, to Chef Z Kumbula. What a great job with those tacos. In fact, uh, after our interview with Z, he made tacos for everybody in the office, made me the hero for the day. Uh, they were fantastic. Definitely want to check out his food truck in Harlem. Of course, uh, Dave Lopez from Gunhill Brewing. You can check out Gunhill Brewing and their new beer, uh, Rise Up Rye, which won uh, bronze. It's actually not a new beer, but it, uh, they won bronze uh, at the Great American Beer Festival this past year. My thanks to Darren Yellen, Jerry Crowley, Phil Boyce, uh, and of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. This has been the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Cheers, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.